Welcome to the At TSN Hockey Every Other Friday Bobcast, featuring the original hockey insider, Bob McKenzie. Hey, that's me, answering your questions on hockey or just about anything else, within reason, of course. If you have a question you would like answered, email me at bobcast at bellmedia.ca. That's B-O-B-C-A-S-T at bellmedia.ca. And we'll try to get it on the Bobcast. We were a blowout of wicked proportions. An accidental company. Hey everyone, welcome back for year two of the At TSN Hockey Bobcast. I can't wait to get started, although technically that's exactly what I'm going to do. Wait a little bit. I do plan on doing one preseason episode of the Bobcast later this month, probably on Friday, September 22nd. But we'll start things up for real on Friday, October 6th, the first Friday of the new National Hockey League regular season. And like last year, we plan on going every other Friday with the Bobcast. As always, if you have a question for the Bobcast, be sure to email it to bobcast at bellmedia.ca. That's B-O-B-C-A-S-T at bellmedia.ca. In the meantime, I'm hoping you might perhaps enjoy this preseason interview I did with Vancouver Canuck General Manager Jim Benning. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did conducting it. Thanks for listening to the Bobcast. And if you're not already subscribing to the Bobcast, be sure to do so on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, tsn.ca, or wherever you get your podcast. So look forward to another season of the Bobcast. Come back at you on Friday, September 22nd. And uh, here's that interview I promised you. Jim, in your three years as general manager, your point totals have gone from 101 to 75 to 69. Realistically, do you expect that number to go up or down this season? Uh, I think it'll go up. Um, you know, what we tried to do this summer was address some of the issues we had. We signed some skilled players to um, help out, like with the scoring, the skill of the team. Sam Gagne was a, a player that got 50 points last year. Thomas Vanek, 48 points in 64 games. Adding Michael Delzato on the back end, who's a skilled player um, and can help out on the power play, I think is going to help us move the puck out of our own end and help on the power play. Uh, and our young players are going to have to continue to, to keep growing and getting better. Uh, you know, we talk about Bo Horvat uh, led our team in scoring last year. If he can, you know, take another step, uh, Sven Barchi, uh, Mar- Marcus Granlund. So, you know, it's going to be um, a combination. And then some of our older players, like Louis Erickson, scoring 11 goals last year. Like, I think it was a, an adjustment, you know, going to a, a new conference, a new team, a new city. Uh, I expect him to score 20 goals this year. So I think what we tried to do is add skill and depth to our group this year. And so I, I think, you know, if we can stay healthy, uh, you know, we, the point total will go up. There's no question that there has been an added emphasis on you putting more young, skillful players and selling hope for the future. Um, but as you mentioned, you've also been adding veteran players like Gagne and... Uh, and Vanek. Um, so what, what do we call sort of the philosophy or approach of what you're doing? Is, is it a rebuild? Is it a reload? Is it a retool? Is it a rebuild on the fly? Is there a, a label that we can attach to it or does it matter? I, I don't think it matters. Well, like we're rebuilding the organization is what we're doing. Um, you know, from when we took over, we've ran four drafts. 
Um, you know, I, I look at the players we drafted, the Thatcher Demkos that, you know, played in Utica last year that has a chance to develop into uh, a real good NHL goalie. Um, we, you know, this year in Utica, we could have possibly eight players that, you know, that were drafted or traded for Jonathan Dolan, Zach McEwen, um, you know, players that are NHL players that are going to, uh, that we're developing. So, like, when you talk about, like, a rebuild, it takes time. Like, you know, these players, unless you pick in the top, you know, two or three in every draft and it's a real good draft and you get a superstar that steps right in and makes your team, um, there's some development time involved in getting these players to where they need to be. You know, we look at Ole Ulevi, who's a 19-year-old player this year, and I'm excited to see where he's at at camp. Um, you know, with the the Jake Vertanens, who, you know, we, we sent him down. He wasn't getting a lot of ice time last year, so we sent him down, and we thought he made good strides. Like, he, his game... Start, started to evolve to the type of player that we think he can turn out to be. Uh, Goldobin is a skilled player, you know. So we're, like, anytime we, those young players can make our team and contribute, we're going we're gonna to make room for them. Uh, Troy Stetcher came into training camp last year. We didn't pencil him being on our team and playing for us all year, but he showed in training camp he deserved to be on the team. He was ready. Um, with his competitiveness and his consistency on a day-to-day -day basis and we found room to, to make a spot and he played the whole year for us and, and our fans ended up uh, voting him our best defenseman so it's going to be with any young player if they deserve to play we're going to make room. When you're adding young players and, and that's obviously an area you want to go but you're also adding veteran players some would say that maybe you're sending a mixed message or is it just a case of the veteran guys buying time for those kids to develop yeah because we want like the kids that we have coming in we want them to be in a competitive environment um, to learn how to play the right way to be held accountable by the older players on the team so you know I think it's you know your term buying time I think you know that relates because you know we have some you know, we've, when I took over the job, you know, they, they were really successful for, for a lot of years. But then, you know, we've had some players that have gotten older. Um, we've had to move some players on. Um, and, you know, so we're rebuilding the organization. Does it mean that, like, the, our young players are going to step right in our lineup right away? Uh, no, because if they're not ready to play in the NHL, we're not going to put them in a spot they're not ready for. For you, what defines a successful Canuck season? Is it competing for a playoff spot, or is there some other measure or metric that you would use to say what success is this season? Well, we want to be competitive in all the games. Um, you know, everybody plays to compete for a playoff spot, or otherwise, why play the games? So we want to, you know, be competitive on a game-to-game -game basis. We want to compete for a playoff spot. We want to see the continued growth of our young players uh, to con continue to get better. Um, you know, maybe some young players are going to have real good years and be, you know, surprise people and, and be better like, you know, we had some players last year, be better than what we expected. Got a new coach this year, new head coach in Travis Green. Why did you uh, sign Travis? Well, Travis, Travis has excellent communication skills with the young player of today's game. 
Um, you know, we watched him work with the players that we had in Utica. And, you know, the one thing he, he's demanding on every individual player, he has good communication skills with them. So the players know exactly what he's demanding from them. And I think, you know, he's going to be um, a good, he's going to be good with the veteran players because he's going to hold them accountable and expect them to carry the load. And, but he's not going to let off on the young players either. He's going to expect a certain level of performance. And if they don't, you know, measure up, then um, they won't be in the lineup. Um, under Travis, how do you expect your team to play that maybe was different than in the past? Well, you know, watching his teams in Portland uh, and then with us in Utica, he, he likes to play fast. He likes to get, you know, get our defensemen back, transition the puck, get through the neutral zone fast and play in the other team's end. Um, one of the problems we had last year is we had like the least amount of shots on net out of any team in the league. So that means we need to spend more time in the other team's end. Um, you know, and our defense has to, we need more offense from our defense. Uh, but that's going to be from the forwards working hard to get in on the forecheck and recover pucks and spending more time in the offensive zone. Let's go over your lineup a little bit. The good news, I guess, is that uh, the Sedin Twins both played 82 games last season. They were were healthy, which is an accomplishment at age 36 for any player. But understandably, at that age, they were also amongst their least productive in their career. Um, is this the first year where going into a season that maybe we could consider a line other than the Sedins as the number one offensive line? I'm, I'm thinking obviously of, of Horvat and Barchi. Or could the Sedins throw a curve at us and, because they are unique talents? Well, they're, they're real proud guys. And, you know, they, I know in talking to them at the end of last year, they weren't happy um, with the way the season went. Um, you know, they're going to come back, I expect, this year, and they're going to be good. But I think we have depth this year where we can put together four solid lines that can chip in in the scoring. Um, you know, and it's going to be like when we were here my first year, we're going to, the five-on-five five battle, we're going to have to, it's going to have to be even at the end of the night, and we're going to have to have a better power play and, and PK and, and win games on specialty teams. Historically, uh, every Canuck season we go in, who's going to play wing um, with the Twins? Um, but this year I would say that in addition to that, I mean, there's questions all up and down the lineup because you do have so many veteran guys that you've brought in, but you've also got so many kids that are, are pushing with spots. Do you, do you care to venture a guess who might line up alongside Daniel and Henrik this season? Well, I think Travis is talking right now about giving Sam Gagne a chance. Um, you know, Sam's a skilled player. Uh, he, he, was, he was very good last year. Um, and I think, you know, but, you know, that's, we're going to go through training camp, and that's what training camp's for is to figure out what the right fit is, who playing with who, and um, so I think as we go through training camp, Travis will be able to figure that out, but um, I think, you know, he's talked about giving him a chance. Do you see a natural fit for somebody with, with Horvat and Barchi? Well, we got, like, the problem we have with trying to fit players in is, is we, wanna, we want the players to decide that in training camp. You know, we want, um, you know, the players to, to come and to show us uh, 
um, and earn spots, you know, on the team. Like, we're going to have a competitive training camp this year because we got, like, a lot of extra players. Uh, we got some young players that are hungry and want to push for jobs. So, but that'll be, you know, what training camp's for and the exhibition games. If young players play well and they deserve opportunity, then Travis will take a look at them. On most of the Canadian NHL teams, I can sketch out a pretty good idea of what I think the lines are going to be. But I, I got to be honest with you that there are so many bodies and so many different variations in, in Vancouver. Um, I think with, with the Twins and Horvat and Barchi and potentially Granlin and Sutter maybe as another pair, you might have three pairs that would define your, your six. You mentioned Louis Erickson, a veteran. He's obviously going to be in the mix at seven. Derek Dorsett coming back healthy would be an eighth forward. Gagne and, and Thomas Vanek, based on the contracts you gave them, look to me like there's ten forwards that you would expect to be on your team. That really only leaves two or three spots, and, and there seems to be an incredible number of other players that aren't what you would call young, but also a lot of young guys as well. Like the last couple of seasons, we've been decimated with injuries. So, you know, that was part of an adding skill this summer. The other thing we wanted to do is add depth. So, um, you know, so it, it, like if young players are just going to be on the team and they're not playing, then it, we're better served for them to go down and to play a lot. And when we do have injuries, they'll get called up and they'll get their opportunity. Um, and, you know, some of the veteran players, um, you know, we signed uh, Burmistroff too, who, who finished off real well in, in, in Arizona last year. Um, so, you know, we want to give him a chance too and see, see, you know, he's a skilled playmaking two-way center iceman. So I think you're right when you say there's a lot of question marks and to be determined, you know, from the performance in training camp. Let's go through some of the individual players, especially some of the younger guys that are that are pushing for spots. Let's let's start with Brock Besser. I, I think we'd have four goals in in nine games at the end of last season. Um, comes out of North Dakota with a reputation for being a real good goal scorer. Do you think he's NHL ready now? The one thing about Brock is he's he's always been able to to play a good two way game, but from the top of the circles down his offensive instincts are very good and he can he has an excellent release on a shot um, like those games he played with us and they were meaningless games at the end of the year uh, I thought he looked good in the game so you know he's it's it's different though now like you know I look at those games when uh, at the end of the year and you're they're meaningless games you know like you're, you're you are where you are in the standings um, the first 20 games of every season is is it's a whole different ball game so we're gonna have to see you know where he's at through training camp and if he does make the team like where he's at the first the first part of the season but he definitely has the skill and the sense um, to, to, to be a, a good player for us this year. We were disappointed to hear that 19-year-old Jonathan Dolan, who you picked up in the Alex Burroughs trade from, from Ottawa, um, has mononucleosis. He's not going to be here in Penticton for the Young Stars. Um, do you have any idea of the timeline on when he's going to be ready to play? Well, in talking to our doctor a couple days ago, um, um, we think it might be two or three weeks. Um, you know, the plan 
for him was to come to Young Stars, uh, come to training camp, and you know see where he's at and start the year in Utica and um, you know get used to playing in the smaller rinks, uh, the North American style game. So I think you know in talking to his agent, uh, who talked to Alf, his father and Jonathan, that's still the plan. So when he can travel, he's going to come over and. Uh, when he's healthy, he's going to uh, start playing playing over here. Uh, Jake Vertanen, where's his game at right now? Well, we'll see at camp. Uh, he's, like I think, you know, in sending him down last year, he's bought into being a pro. Um, he, he's worked extremely hard off the ice. He's had a very good summer. Um, but he is, he's a unique player because for a big man, he's fast. And... You know, and, and, and the game has gotten so fast the last couple of years, um, but he can play that fast game and he's a big guy. So, so I think we're going to be patient with him. It's hard to uh, develop power forwards. Um, and we think like once he puts it all together, he could be a good power forward for us. If you had to do it over again, and I know you don't get do-overs, um, the fact that he's as fast as he is, that he was as physically strong as he is, accelerated the decision to have him in the National Hockey League. If you had to do it over again, would you maybe have been more patient or? In, in keeping him that one year? Yeah. Um, you know, like that was hard to say because what had happened is, is um, he had an excellent training camp for us um, and looked like, you know, he was ready to play. Um, as it turned out, you know, he didn't get a lot of ice time. So at that point, when he wasn't getting the ice right. time to keep developing as a player, we should have maybe made the decision to, to, to send him back. But we thought he had the size and the strength to be able to compete at the NHL level. We, he went to the World Junior. Uh, when he came back from the World Junior, I thought, like, that was his best hockey of the year. Like, he played, like, three or four very good games after that. So... Um, you know, it's it's hard to look back. Absolutely. You know, we didn't, we were at a point where, you know, we needed to try to keep some young players and get them up and going. Um, maybe, you know, we made the the wrong decision and, and he didn't earn that opportunity. Uh, but maybe the other side to that was is we didn't have enough depth uh, in, in our player pool you know, we really didn't have like a lot of other guys, right? So that's why we're trying to, you know, like we want to do things the right way. And I, I think this is the year that we, like we have the depth with with our team, with our big team in Vancouver and with our prospect pool where we can do things the right way. Do you still have confidence that he can be a top nine winger in the National Hockey League? Well, I, I don't know where he's going to end up at the end of the day. I know the attributes that he can bring to a team, you know, his his speed, his ability to get in on the forecheck, he's got a good release on his shot. Like he can play, he can take the puck to the net, he can play a power forward style game and and you know, those guys, you know, they sometimes they take more time in their development, but once they they get to where they need to be, they're valuable guys. Uh, you picked up uh, Nikolai Goldobin from uh, San Jose in the Anik Hansen trade. He's a young player with offensive skill. Is he NHL ready now full, on a full-time basis? Well, like we're, he's another guy that we're going to watch closely. Like the, the one thing, I guess, and it might be a good thing this year, is we, we got these games in China. 
So, you know, we're going to take more of our veteran players, but we have three exhibition games back here against Las Vegas, Calgary, and Edmonton. And our young kids are, are going to get a chance to play in those games. And so we're going to get a chance to see where they're at. And they're going to play in important situations. And um, we'll see how they react. You signed uh, Alex Bermistroff, um, first-round pick from Atlanta, Winnipeg. Played some last year in, in Arizona. What do you envision for him this year? Well, like Newell Brown, who coached in Arizona last year, has joined our staff this summer, and and they had picked him up from Winnipeg. Um, even when he back back, I remember him playing in Barry. He was always he's a smart player. He's a good two-way player. Uh, he's a playmaking center iceman. Um, for whatever reason, you know, his development, maybe he hasn't got to where he thinks he should be or, you know, we think he should be. But I thought when he went to Arizona last year, he played with more confidence. And, um, and Newell, like, you know, talked about, you know, he's just, he's still improving. He's still, you know, getting his confidence. Um, so, you know, we signed him at the... Uh, July 1st free agency, um, you know, we signed him because he's a playmaking center iceman and he's going to get an opportunity to show us that he's going to keep improving and turn out, to the, turn out to be the player that got drafted high in the draft. And if I'm not mistaken, he's on a one-year deal and I think he's making 900000 So some of these guys that you've signed are for an amount of money that if for whatever reason they don't make the team, they can be put in the minors and it's not a situation where it contributes against your cap. Right. You signed uh, Griffin Molino out of college, a uh, young guy, scored some goals in college. College hockey, what's the scouting report on him? He's super fast. Like he's, um, um, like when we, we traded Yannick Hansen away, who was, you know, one of our fastest players, we talked about like, okay, how are we going to get speed? And Stan Smeal and Jonathan Bates do our college free agent scouting. And they've been on him for two or three years. Um, they, they, they like his speed. And, you know, he played a few games with us at the end of last year. Uh, and he's a good, good two-way player. So he plays similar to what Yannick Hansen did. Uh, he still needs to get physically stronger. And I think he worked on that this summer. So we'll see where he's at. Is he more at likely to be in Utica than in the Well, that'll be, you know, that's what, that's what training, training camp's, camp's for. for. So... Uh, I'm not going to predetermine that a week before camp. Let's let's let the process, you know, go through the process and let him determine where he's going to be. Reed Boucher was a waiver pickup last year. How did his game translate for you, and where's he at going into this season? Well, he he was a player that he's, and you know him, you know, from being out east. He's he could always shoot the puck and he could always score. Um, you know, he he came in with us. He showed flashes of that skill, uh, of that shot, the release on the shot. Um, I think you know he when we talked to him at the end of the year. I think his his thing was is he he wants to give himself the best opportunity to show up this year at camp and put his best foot forward. Uh, he talked to us about being you know coming in the best shape that he he could possibly be in. So. Uh, we'll see where he's at this week when we start camp. Uh, it's a unique situation in terms of your head coach having been the head coach of your farm team, so he's well familiar with a lot of guys that have come up through the system. So 
I, I got to think that even kids like LeBate and McEwen and, and Gauntz and Magna and Chapu and, and people that have been in the organization, that this is a wide open field as far as the new head coach is concerned. Yeah, and he's, he's coached those players um, like the last couple years, and he knows them. He knows their strengths and their weaknesses. Um, so it's a good it's a good opportunity for Brendan Gauntz is going to he's coming off shoulder surgery so he's not he's not going to be ready to go till November first. Uh, but those other guys, you know, Travis has coached them and um, you know they, they're going to come into camp and they played uh, like Joel Abate got games with us last year and he's a hard nosed uh, plays hard and physical um, and and Megan and Chapu. You know, they we signed them a year ago as kind of depth, and through injuries, they stayed up and played play the whole year for us last year. Um, one player who won't be in your lineup this year is one of the players that both, I'm sure, you and your fans are most excited about, and that's Elias Patterson, who you took in the first round of, of this past draft. What's the uh, short and long-term plan for him as far as the Canucks are concerned? Well, as you know, he's, he's super skilled. Um, you know, he he has the ability we feel to develop into a number one center iceman at the NHL level. Uh, he's out. He's got off to a good start in the Swedish Elite League. His first game, he scored a real nice goal. Um, but he, you know, he has the skill to play in the league right now. With him, it's just you know growing into his body and becoming physically stronger to you know to withstand the wear and tear of playing in the NHL and on an 82-game schedule. Is there any timetable for when you think he'll be physically strong enough to make that move or when he would want to make that move? You know, that's something that we have no control over, right? Um, he's going to play in the Swedish Elite League this year, um, and then we'll see where he's at next summer. Like, um, Chances are probably next summer we'll try to sign him. Um, if, he, if he can put on the, the physical strength, he could make our team the following year if he still needs you know some time to develop we we need to be i want to be patient with him and i don't want to rush him and you know where he gets hurt because he has a chance to be a special player as many variables as there are for you and your team at forward it seems like defense is is more or less set to to a point anyways um pretty fair to say that edler tanev Hutton, Stetcher, Delzato, Goodbranson—that's your top six going into the season. Yes, I'd say so. Are you comfortable with that top six? Yeah, I am. Um, I think you know, like we've had some tough luck with injuries on the back end. Like Eric Goodbranson last year, we traded for him, and he was only able to play 20 games for us. So, I think getting a full season out of him is going to be helpful and. And Chris Tanev, uh, you know, has had some tough luck. So I think if we can stay healthy on the back end, um, you know, we got a good combination of some some big, strong, stay-at-home guys and some guys that can are mobile and that can transition the puck up ice. So um, we'll see where Ole Ulevi is at training camp. Um, we signed a, a player that played uh, at the World Championships, Philip Holm. Uh, who's a mobile defenseman that can move the puck up and he's strong positionally. Um, Andre Padan has played, you know, for us in, in Utica the last couple of years and he's chomping at the bit to, to, you know, to try to earn a spot playing in the NHL on a full-time basis. So uh, we have some depth on defense. 
we'll talk about Ulevi in a minute, but um, let's let's go back to the what I'll call the X factor defense pair for you, the Dells Auto and Good Branson. It's a big year for Good Branson, obviously. He's a year away from unrestricted free agency. He just signed the one year deal with you guys. Um, and Dells Auto comes in as a as a new guy. If if that's a pair, what do you expect from them? Well, Michael Delzato can he can get back. He can handle the puck and get it up ice. Um, and he's I think he's showed the last couple of years in Philly like he's he's dependable defensively. He's a good two-way player, but is you know as we watched him through junior and you know as in you know his first few years in the NHL, like he he does have a a, a very good skill set where he gets shots through from the point and on net he can find that guy in the slot from the point you know so he's he's a skilled player he's a puck mover and so I think we're thinking it's it you know we're going to try it and see where it goes but you know Eric's a, a, st a physical stay-at-home guy and uh, Michael you know can skate and move the puck so I think Travis wants to take a look and see if if that's a fit. Your 2016 first rounder you levy um, best guess, uh, does he start the season in the National Hockey League or back in junior? Um, like, would you like to get the nine-game look at the beginning and see if he's... Yeah. Because is, is, is that the only way you really know for... Unless he goes to camp and shows he's definitely not ready, isn't the only way to tell sometimes with a 19-year-old defenseman is to play him a few games and see? Yeah, and, and he, he's going to get lots of exhibition games. Um, you know, so we'll be able to... To, to watch him in those exhibition games, see where he's at. Um, like last year, he played exhibition games and didn't look out of place because he's so smart, like his ability to read the play, uh, his stick positioning. When he gets the puck on his stick, he can make that long, you know, he sees the ice and he can make that long pass to, to, to get your team going the other way quickly. Um, so, you know, like he, he's like, you know, I'm excited about seeing, you know, where our, our young players are at camp this year, and he, he's one of those guys. You've mentioned Padan and uh, Philip Holm, um, who, who challenged for spots. Um, Bieg is a holdover guy, and you brought in Patrick Weirkosh. It, it seems like there's a lot more competition for the, the bottom spots on your defense this year. Yeah, like Weirkosh is an interesting guy because he's... Um, you know he's shown in his career that he he can he can transition the puck get the puck up ice uh, he's got a big shot from the point um, I think you know when talking to him this summer it's you know he wants to play with more determination more fire um, but he he does have a skill set and he's a big man um, so you know I'm interested to see where he's at and with Alex Biega, you what you see is what you get with him. That's why, you know, like he's going to work and compete hard every shift, and he's going to give you everything he has. In goal, Ryan Miller is gone, so uh, the the veteran presence. Um, you've turned the reins over to two 27-year-olds. Um, do you expect that uh, Jacob Markstrom is going to be the number one guy ahead of Anders Nilsson? Well, we'll we'll see at camp. Uh, like Jacob is worked very hard the last couple of years for this opportunity um, you know so he he had some bad luck last year with some injuries uh, you know hopefully he can stay injury free but I think he he's wants 
you know, to, to show people that he's capable of handling the number one uh, goalie job in the league. And, you know, Anders Nilsson, we've always liked him. He's, he's a big-bodied guy. I thought he had a good season with Buffalo last year. Um, so I think, you know, they're, they're the same age. They're going to come in, and I think, you know, they're going to push each other. Uh, and so we'll see, you know, who, who, who wins out the number one job. Any sense on what the optimal split should be? Because I, I don't think either one of those guys is, you know, necessarily a 70 game or a 65 game guy, unless you tell me otherwise. Well, we'll we'll have to see, you know, if, you know, if Jacob can handle the load of playing, you know, 50 games or whether it's 45 games, 50, 60 games. Like we we don't know that yet, right? So I think you know we're gonna. Uh, we're going to see, we'll find that out this year. And, but, you know, Anders Nielsen, you know, part of the reason that he wanted to sign with us is because he's a competitive guy and he wanted to go to a team where he thought, you know, he could compete for the net. And so, um, so I think, you know, we have two, two good goalies. Uh, so, you know, I'm not too worried about on any given night about our goaltending. Heaven forbid one of them gets injured, but if that were to happen, would the kid you talked about earlier, who's a real top prospect in Thatcher Demko, would he be a guy that would come up and be NHL ready, or would you prefer for him to stay, be the number one goaltender in Utica and, and bring up somebody else? Um, he, he has a chance to be very good, so we want to handle him properly. Um, I think this year, he, you know, this year, given his development last year, he could be ready if we needed him to come up and play some games. Um, you know, but we don't want to rush him either because we we think the world of him and, you know, we want to do what's right for, for him in his development. I know you're not quite at the cap in terms of the, the, the dollars that you've allocated for, for this season, but you've got Ryan White in on a PTO, you've got Scotty Upshaw in on a PTO. Does Jim Benning have any fun money that he might spend between now and the beginning to make the team better? Well, like we're going to, you know, we're going to go into camp and this is going to be, like I said earlier, we're going to, it's going to be a competitive hard camp uh, to earn jobs and to earn ice time. And I think, you know, that's, you know, how competitive teams, you know, that's why they're, they're competitive is because it's that competition from within. So, um, you know, those are guys that are proven NHL players. Um, they're going to come to training camp and, you know, they'll help push, you know, for a spot on the team and it should only make all of our other guys better. In a vacuum, if you had a wish list and you could just address one specific area of the team, snap your fingers and it, and it would get better, what, what would that specific area be? Uh, probably a right shot power play defenseman. Is there any aspect of this team that sort of keeps you awake at night that you think about and say, you know, well, in it's, the worst case scenario? We have a lot of question marks, you know, like we, you know, we didn't have a good season last year. We, you know, we had a lot of injuries. We have, so we have a lot of question marks going into training camp. Um, I think we have a lot of players that have something to prove this year. Um, and and we got young players that are chomping at the bit for the opportunity to show what they can do. So, um, you know, but I feel 
good. I, I'm comfortable. Like I know this, how hard the Sedins always work, and you know they establish a standard for the whole group. And so, like you know, when in hindsight, like even like last year in mid-February, uh, you know we were three points out of a playoff spot. It means nothing because you know we ran into a bunch of injuries and then we traded some veteran players and we finished off very bad but like we competed in all the games like we just couldn't score enough goals to to, to finish games off so in adding skill this year i'm hoping that you know those games that we were close in that you know the, the skilled players can make the difference and those turn into wins instead of losses uh, Sedins have addressed this publicly before, and I believe you guys have too, but maybe it needs to be said one more time. There's no circumstance under which the Sedins don't finish their career as Vancouver Canucks, is there? Uh, that's a true statement. We're, we're not. They've meant so much um, to our organization uh, on the ice and all the work that they've done off the ice through the years um, that, you know, and, and they're... You know they're the leaders of our team. They they still play at a high level. They you know set the standard for our young players. They hold young players accountable. They you know our young players when they see how hard they work on a day to day basis, it's good it's good for them to see that. So um, you know we're we're not going to trade Henrik or Daniel. The uh, preseason predictions don't come out for quite some time. But I suspect when it's all said and done, there will be a lot of people who make those predictions who pick the Vancouver Canucks to be one of the la last in the division, near the bottom of the league. What would be your response to that? Well, we, you know, we have a lot to prove to a lot of people, um, including ourselves. So I think it's going to start with Travis. Um, it's about you know, changing that mindset, that culture that you know, we're going to be competitive on a night-to-night -night basis. Um, and we're going to expect more from our group to be successful this year. So um, it's, you know, it's okay to be the underdog, um, you know, but I think, I think uh, I'm hoping that we can prove people wrong this year. Last one for you here to fill in the blank. The Vancouver Canucks will have a successful season if? We have four scoring lines that can contribute in the offense. Great, Jimmy. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it, and uh, good luck this season. Thanks for having me, Bob. Okay, that's it for the At TSN Hockey Every Other Friday Bobcast. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you would like to submit a question on hockey or just about anything else, email it to bobcast at bellmedia.ca. That's B-O-B-C-A-S-T at bellmedia.ca, and we'll try to get it on the next Bobcast. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. That's at TSN Bob McKenzie. And for great hockey coverage all year round, follow the at TSN Hockey Twitter account and make tsn.ca your source for all things hockey especially for the Tuesday and Thursday editions of Insider Trading with myself, Darren Dreger, and Pierre Lebrun. Thanks for tuning into the Bobcast. See you next time, and have a great weekend.